0: Hey, it's Scott of Cruise Consulting, and thanks for joining us on Founders & Friends for another awesome podcast. Let's give a quick shout out to the Cruise Consulting accounting team. We're very fortunate. We have a ton of people at Cruise who work on the monthly books for our clients and get them all set up, due diligence ready, rocking every month, answering all the clients' questions, making all those adjustments. And there's no better moment for a founder and for us, really, when founder says, hey, I think I'm going to get a term sheet. Are my books ready for diligence? And we get to say, yes, they are. Fire away. Send them over. Give them access. That is a great feeling. It's the feeling that lets us know we've done a job very well done. And nothing is better than watching that cash hit the bank account. So if you are a venture back startup, you're going out to fundraise, maybe check us out. Check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. We love what we do. At taping here, I think we have 575 clients. Clients raise over a billion dollars a year. So we know what we're doing. And hopefully we can help you be successful in your fundraise. All right, let's get to the podcast. Thanks. So when your troubles are mounting, in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise, Founders and Friends, it's Cruise Consulting, Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Hull. Welcome to Founders and Friends podcast with Scott Orner Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Tom Nguyen of CAFE. Welcome, Tom.
1: Thanks for having me. Hey, everyone.
0: Great to have you. I've known about your company for, I think, like nine months, maybe a year. Also, I should note, I do have a very small personal investment in CAFE, because I like the idea so much. And I wish I wish I had a personal investment in those amazing backdrops of uh, Darth Vader and Star Wars stuff back there. That looks so cool.
1: Yeah, thanks. Shout out to Murray, um co-founder. It's actually his. It's not mine, so...
0: I'm going to have to get you... That could be a Christmas present for my wife, although she might want... I don't know if she'll want Vader, but she might want something Legos. Anywho, Tom, do you mind just kind of telling everyone, like, retrace your career and tell everyone how you had the idea for CAFE? Yeah,
1: I would love to. So it's a very strange story as I founded CAFE with my older brother. And uh, the very weird thing is that we've met professionally about two years ago. So we never worked together. We are both engineer. Uh, so we went through uh, a tech school and we worked together on different paths. And we just we figured it out, um, hey, we can work together because we were in the same company together as uh, head of product and head of tech. And we figured out we can build anything together. So let's do this. And it was the same time as the first lockdown in France. And we figured out that the hybrid model, so mixing remote and office, brought a lot of great things as uh, flexibility and a lot of comfort and the way to have a better work-life balance, but also it brought new problems. So we were like, Hey, we are product people engineer. We just like to solve things and we want to have impact on people's lives. So how can we make this better? And actually, we went in summer 2020 on a very long interview list of about 100 companies, and all the companies were having the same problems, and were trying to solve yeah. that with Excel. So Excel sheet, it seems like a good solution, alternative to just build, and that's how we came up with Cafe at first.
0: I love it. And, f- and for those who don't know, Tom is based in Paris. Yep and which i'm very envious of that's a, a favorite vacation place of ours especially uh, pre-covid hope to get out there soon but when you, you're so your accent excel is what you're talking about like people are using microsoft excel yeah. spreadsheets to manage like their hybrid workforce
1: yeah which oh, or notion as, as an
0: accountant we lo- <laughs> yeah yeah we love excel as accountants but even i know that that should be a SaaS tool right like that's and that's kind of what you built, right?
1: Exactly. The, the thing was everybody um, in those companies, so we, we tried to have uh, as many different companies as possible. But then the very first pain that people were um, feeling is that we never know who is at the office. We never know how many seats yeah. are available. And we don't know, like, I want to come back to the office once or twice a week. But then I don't know which day I should come because I have no visibility over other people's schedule. So those problems were basic at first. And companies were like, OK, it's so basic, we can use a spreadsheet to solve that. But spoiler alert, it's not working because people don't input <laughs> their data on a spreadsheet. Nobody wants to input their data on a spreadsheet. It's, it's just like you're using a lot of great tools every day and application, and the UX and the UI feel so great that nobody wants to just open a spreadsheet and input their um, schedule and agenda.
0: It might not even be like, it's not anything malicious. It's just like, they don't think about it. It's not in their daily workflow, which is why some of the integrations you've built are really important, but I'll I'll get to that in a second. You talked, you talked about like using that downtime. The first, the first lockdown as like this creative Genesis for the idea. I met a lot of startups who were formed in that time. Like, was it surreal? Could, did you, were sitting there working next to your brother and like pinching yourself? Like, what was that like?
1: Actually, since we were in lockdown, we were just talking every day, but like on Slack. And at first, as we came from the B2C mobile industry, we were just looking for a B2C app to just do together. And because we have all the design and tech expertise, we could just do it on our own. And since we haven't figured out anything that was exciting, we just looked at the B2B world and the the biggest problem in, in in companies at the moment. So... Just after the first lockdown was the hybrid model, and we didn't even knew it yeah. was called the hybrid. It was like Flex Office or Flexible Workforce or all those names and um, we, we We just wanted to solve our own problem because we were managers in the same company and had no way to go back to the office smoothly,
0: yeah. I love it. You use the word synchronize, like being able to synchronize when you're in the office together or when you're not out of office. Can you do like, just so people can visualize this, like a very basic, like workflow use case. Like I'm a coworker of yours, you know, how do I go into the tool signal where I'm going to be and vice versa for you? Yeah.
1: The most simple way is five clicks. So you just say Monday, I'm working remotely. Tuesday I'm in a co-working. Third thir- um like Wednesday sorry. I'm uh, at the office. And then five clicks it's done. Then I can go to your profile, find out about your schedule and planning and then just say, "Oh, Scott is in the office on Wednesday." I just want to go once a yep. week, so I want to go on Wednesday to meet with with Scott. And we are kind of agnostic whether we're connecting people for socia- socialize or collaborate. We just want to connect people because In this new world, you may spend uh, about, on average, 60% of your time not in the office, which actually means it's possible to miss out on seeing each other for a lifetime. And this is what we don't want.
0: Yeah. And are you seeing, like, I don't know how to to phrase this, but, like, influencers, for lack of a better word, inside of a company who are, um, oh... Tom is going to be in the office on Wednesday. Like I want to be in the office on. This. Are you seeing that kind of like behavior where people are are patterning their work work days um, after a couple key influencers inside the company?
1: We have some companies and and it's very interesting because there are kind of the the cool kids, like the the sunshine of the workplace, the the people you want to be around. Like if I only come once and I really like to have a coffee with Scott because he's like very funny and and I just have a good time with him hanging out, I I will want to come the same days as he do. And um, we have another interesting thing is, so we've just developed a feature so you can add people to your favorites and basically have a filter Uh. on who is in the office today based on my favorite people. And this is something that's really compared to just filter on a team like you're not spending as much time with your teammates because you're seeing them all day and sending messages and stuff but maybe you have fellow in other teams like accounting or hr or marketing when you come from uh, the the tech team for example and you just need to catch up with them and you need to have a better visibility over their schedule
0: i love it like the tech the tech product manager needs to catch up with the marketing manager and on the go-to-market I could totally see that. Are you seeing, conversely, are you seeing a couple uh, lone wolves at companies where they're like, oh, I'm gonna go in on the day that no one's around so I can get all my work done? Because I kind of like that. Like, I i mean, I'm a social person, but it's very nice to be in the office when it's quiet Definitely. and it's no bothering you, you know? Like, do you see that behavior?
1: Definitely, it was one of, the, of our first discovery when doing the user interview in last summer, so in two twenty we figured out people are going to the office for different reasons. Some people are very social and they're spending so much time alone in their apartment that when they go, they want to make sure that there's the most people around. And yeah. the other yeah, way yeah, is yeah, also yeah. true. Some people are, they have kids or they have, um, like, I don't know, roommates, very, um, noisy, uh, ambience when they're working <laughs> from, and they just want <laughs> to go to the office when it's like a library, when, when it's super quiet, Nobody is going to disturb you. And, it's interesting because we have those two behaviors, but in the end, what we really think will happen in the future is that if you need to get work done, like solo work, heads down, you will basically work from home or work from a co-working because office and workplace should stay um, away and a place sorry, where you collaborate and where you get creative and where you brainstorm, you get basically work done together. If you have solo work, yeah. just stay home or go to a co-working.
0: Now, are you seeing companies like either rationalize, like reduce their space depending on how many, or is there, I'm thinking of like a very creative use case for like, maybe a company realizes they only need an office Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesdays and Thursdays, no one comes to the office. Like, are you seeing any super creative? Because in a way you're kind of making this very non-transparent usage transparent for the rest of the world. And are you seeing any like really creative use cases or, or ways that companies are trying to get paid back or re-rent out their space or things like that?
1: It's not that creative. Like the the one cases where you just have three days every week and two other where you're out of the office is super creative. And I haven't like I've heard it some companies were trying to do that, but I had never found any company that succeeded yet. But the other thing is basically people reducing the number of desks they have. So basically uh, yeah. they have a, a headcount of 100 and they want to have about 80 to 60 desks. So they are basically, they need um, some kind of rotation or a way for the yep. workforce to, to just feel that they, they are accepted whenever they need to go to the office. So you have a lot of other problems because you save uh, money on real estate, but then you have other problems with overcapacity management, for example, or uh, all the, the new problems that hybrid comes up with. Like flex desks, like people yeah. don't have their own desk. And some in some companies' culture, it's a problem because people don't want, they, they want to have their own desks, their own seats, their own personal stuff yeah. around. Uh, it's, a huge, it's a huge shift in the culture.
0: Do you see that changing though? Cause I can see like, it's almost like an airline, like you're, you know, when you fly an airline, you're clicking to see where you're going to sit. Like I can see a a world where, you know, people are being proactive about where they want to sit in the office or change their view or they're coming in a certain day. Like, do you see some of that stuff or, or is it still very much like, Hey, this is my desk and this is my world. And I control this square footage. You know, how, how do people think about this? I think there are two different
1: vision. Like there is the, the employee end user vision, which is I want to know which are the best days to go to the office, depending on what everyone else is doing. Is there enough space? Is my team here? Are my favorite people around? And, and this is a very macro level. And you just want to say as an employee, hey, I want to go to the office. I want to work remotely. And, or maybe I want to go to a coworking and meet with other people from that same coworking. So this is super macro. People don't really need to book a desk through a uh, interactive map. That's super deep in terms of process. It's like 10 clicks. It's two minutes and yep. a half for a day. It's way too much. So yep. this is the employee vision. But then when you go to a more admin vision, like a manager, a workplace manager, a space planner, those kind of thing. Th- those people need um, a better overview. So that's why yeah. th- the first thing we did is that we never created desks on cafe. You can only create space. Uh, like space can be a floor, can be a neighborhood, can be a, a, a uh. section, can be a subspace. It's like you can do all the things based on uh, an island, uh, a, a, a bench, anything. But then it gives flexibility to to customize your, your, your space and answer the real needs. Because right now, when you go to the office, it's like, hey, do I want to go to the office? Yes or no? It's not like I want the A, 16, B, Z seats next to
0: the <laughs> kitchen. Yeah, that's my example. Yeah, and yeah, and the, yeah.
1: the best example we, we've heard so far is that it's the same thing when you go to a restaurant. You don't call a restaurant and mm. say, hey, I want that table. No, you say... I, Maybe you can ask, "Hey, I want to dine and have it outdoor or indoor." Maybe that's okay. Yeah. Then that's a
0: great analogy. You don't go great to analogy. the
1: specific point where because it doesn't matter for you. You just want to to have yeah. somewhere to be
0: eating or working at. Yeah, I totally get it. And now that makes a ton of sense. And are the employers like that's enough granularity for them? The the administrative people they're getting a lot of value out of the product.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's just question of culture again, because I think th- the first thing is that we had two different kind of people. Some people were coming and were asking for desk booking because for any human being uh, from the old world, pre-COVID, this is the solution. Because the old way yeah, we yeah. were using offices and desks um, is not the same way as, as now. and. And so we had those people asking for a desk booking tool. And in the end, this is not what we've designed. So we designed something that we call space booking, which is enough for us and for all our customers and users. And those are two different approach. Do you want a very micromanaging way to just go to the office? Is it your desk? Or is it just a space that you may be working on? It's like the same thing between Flex Office and dedicated desks. Like, do you want to do... like? it's a culture problem.
0: I see the way you're talking about it. I like the way you're talking about it. The, the desk booking tool does make you feel like you're on an airline. That's not what you guys have done. You built something that's a little more uh, a little more fluid, basically. Depends on your need as a company. Um. Hey, it's Scott Orn, and we're going to take a quick break from the podcast to give a shout out to the Cruise Tax Team. Gosh, it's so nice to have an in-house tax team. I can't even tell you. Uh, We have some really amazing professionals on the team. It's over, I think it's 13 people now. And we do everything from your federal state income tax return, state franchise tax filings, R&D tax credits. Those are pretty popular these days. And guess what? They're there for you when you go through diligence. A lot of people don't know this, but you actually go through tax diligence, not just operational kind of financial diligence, but you do go through tax diligence. So it's nice to have Vanessa Cruz on the phone with your VCs, and with the accounting firm they hired to diligence all your stuff and the law firm they hired to diligence all your stuff, Vanessa knows what she's doing. She's done this a million times. And, uh, and not, it's not just Vanessa. We have a really great team of tax professionals that will do those calls too. It's, it's kind of sometimes the difference between getting around closed or having it take another two weeks because something was disorganized and the tax compliance wasn't done correctly. We hear those horror stories from clients that come to us. So, Hey, if you want Cruz's tax team on your side, We're here for you check us out at cruiseconsulting.com thanks Thanks. let's talk about some of the integrations you built because we made the you made the point earlier that like some people try to manage this via an excel spreadsheets but what i like about what you've done is you built it into a lot of tools that people actually use on a daily basis like you talk about your integrations
1: yeah um so the first thing is that we've thought as employees so as employees would not have wanted like another tool to just open every day, etc. So we've thought about yeah. all the possibilities with actual tool we tools we use every day. So the first one was basically the chat integration with Slack and Microsoft Teams. So we were basically spending so much time in our chat yeah. that it was so logical for us to do that in first place. So basically now when you go to Slack, if you've set your statuses on Cafe, which you can do once a week, for example, then every day your status will be updated in real time to just give that context to your co- coworkers and teammates. Like, hey, today I'm at the office this morning, and then this afternoon I will be working remotely. So you have that half-day precision. So you never have to send a message to Scott and like, hey, where are you today? We want to just kill that question forever.
0: I love that. I love, that's a great idea. So that
1: was the the chat integration. The second with built was the calendar integration. So with Google Calendar Outlook,
0: Mm. everything
1: you input on Cafe will be directly displayed on any calendar you're using. So basically when I want to book a meeting with you, I just have to go through your calendar and I see which day you will be at the office, which day you'll be working remotely. So I know that, i i want to put our meeting the same day we are both at the same place because it's just a better experience than just a zoom with people without their camera because it it just feels like not the same thing
0: yeah yeah and then it looks like you're starting to get into some of the hr tools too that you know people are you know because some hr especially the bigger companies the hr payroll hr tools are really how people manage the workforce So, have you? You're making progress into those systems as well, right?
1: Definitely. Um, we, we've just, again, as employees, figured out that we don't want to input our days off in the HIS and in Cafe because it doesn't make sense for an employee to do this yeah, twice the same yeah. thing in two different sources. So, basically, right now, it's very simple integration. Is that we just synchronize days off, whatever they are, directly from the HIS to Cafe. We have about fifty of them so far. It's very simple and. The second step would be to just synchronize all the org charts, the teams, the managers, to just yep. have that fluidity in, in the usage of our product. Because at the moment, we're starting to build um, what we call our social graph. So we can basically filter anybody in their directory based on name, teams, yeah. but also their skills, and their languages.
0: Oh. The um, Well, the favorites, too. I really like the favorites exactly. one. Exactly. That's a nice little filter, exactly. too. Yeah. I love it. Um, and then are you like are, are you seeing like when you look at your client base and you're going to market because you originally talked about you're doing you were looking for like almost like a consumer app definitely you and your brother first started building and then you found this problem like how do you how's the go to market like are you finding that this is growing you know cafes growing virally and people are telling their friends about it or how is it how's the company growing
1: <laughs> that that's it's a fun question. So, with our yeah consumer background, we were like very not good at doing any sales or marketing or ads. So <laughs> yeah. we just figured it that's out that's kind
0: of why I asked that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
1: were we were just like, hey, we'll just get a bunch of users. At first, it was five companies, and in just a few weeks, it was fifteen, then fifty. And then we just used all the organic channel that we could, like product hunt or anything that could just make people hear about what we do and then just let users talk about us like our mantra was our product is the silent salesman so we don't have to do sales oh I love
0: that yeah love that that's really cool and are you seeing you, you know you're based in Europe but it sounds like you're growing really nicely in the United States too
1: yeah the the first thing is that we 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 thought that our product would grow first in the US then in Europe but it was super interesting to just see that historically first countries to go back to the office having shorter lockdown were European. So it was oh, it, was, it was kind of like our lockdown. The first one only lasted only <laughs> three months. Uh, that was super long. But then we could go back to the office since May 2020. So we had that amount of time to figure out what was really the hybrid model about. And that was the first time yeah. where Europe was kind of an advance to the US. So it was kind of cool. <laughs> and... Uh,
0: well, especially like California, New York, people were pretty conservative yeah. in the United States and some of the bigger tech states, you know. So so that, that makes a lot of sense. And so you got to see like different stages yeah. of usage with, of cafe and kind of... In, so it, in will, it, it, it was more
1: on. slow. The growth in the US was more slow because uh, in the end, the lockdown was longer. There was the variant. So it was just... Uh, harder for people to just figure out how are we going to go back to the office since they were just so working from home full-time and work from home is not really remote, it's not the same thing.
0: Yeah, but I feel like we're we're hitting that stage now where people, especially a lot of the big tech companies, have said like January, February 1st are going to be when people start coming back. I know amongst my friends, that's why I want to have you on the podcast, is that it's becoming a much more prevalent conversation. So are you seeing like uptick now where people are like, hey, I need a solution for this and I wanna make it I wanna make it social. I think that's really kind of the genius of your product is that it's like a social experience, not just an isolated type in where I'm gonna be and then the, who knows who has that info. That's what's really cool about it.
1: The the real thing is that most of the the, the SaaS industry when it comes to HR employee experience and everything that touches the employee life is most of the time top down so you have to use it you don't have a choice and we we wanted to just reverse that thing and and make it the employee where you just input your statuses because you get value out of it so you get visibility over your teammate schedule and then in the end if you input your statuses then it will create a way to connect with people then if you don't you just don't get that rewards and we yeah. really wanted to just shift this way of thinking. People are not seeing CAFE as a tracking tool or micromanagement tool or uh, time tracking tool. It's really about collaboration and connection and socialization.
0: Yeah, it's almost like the an analogy of like, you put up an Instagram post or a Twitter post or a Facebook post because you want people to know what you're doing and things like that. It's the same kind of desire human desire that drives posting to social, yeah. except you're just doing it at your work, and, you know, and you're making you're you're kind of making like that synchronization or that, those beautiful little moments where you're bumping into someone at the water cooler yeah, this or is where at the bathroom. This
1: is where serendipity happens. Serendipity. Exactly.
0: And that's, yeah, that's, and, what's and
1: that's what people missed the most. Like People felt isolated. People felt alone in, in their uh, apartment. And what we really wanted to bring to that experience is the social part. So that's what excites us the most because it, it's really the magical of human beings. Um, you can have a virtual office spending all your times and trying to to fake the office. It will not work. Like we are yeah. uh, in our team, we're working four days a week remotely, but then we have that team day every week. We just schedule and synchronize and find that specific day where we, we can just gather and work together because collaboration is so important. But it, it's very difficult right now to just visualize who is going to be at the office. So synchronization is a problem. And then the second thing we figured out is that 60% of people can work from any places during the week because uh, on average, companies go, are going back two days a week to the office. So it means that three yeah, days, yeah. you can work from a co-working, from a cafe, from your house, or maybe from another city. So that was the one of the latest feature we've designed is a map where you can just visually see who is in which city and if oh, you're going that's awesome. if you're going to boston next week for example you might have some teammates that are going to be here but they will not update yeah. their slack or teams status they will not update their calendar status it's an information a data that you can can find anywhere
0: i love it we actually at cruise have that where people are kind of slowly traveling the world you know yeah. going from one country To another every couple months a lot of in or states united states and that's totally happening and you're right they don't post they don't post that on slack or anywhere else that that data is lost so i really love it so well creating serendipity is an amazing thing and i'm really glad cafe exists maybe you can we can wrap it up here just you can tell everyone how to reach out, where to find you, and if you're interested in trying out the product. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, so our website is, is the best way. Uh, it's uh, at.cafe. And uh, we have email, live chat, anything. And the, the very great thing about our product, as we are uh, bottoms up, is it's free, up to 50 users. So anybody can try it out for free. Uh, we have many new features coming down, um, especially on the, on the social part, because we really think it's what's going to to be the the real deal like space optimization is a thing but then the real deal is how do you connect people and improve onboarding and talent retention and all those uh great topics that um people are really interested about so yeah can be linkedin can be email anything and really happy to have your feedback if
0: you're trying our product awesome check at cafe out and I love the serendipity part of that, Tom. Like you, all these you're talking about, you made a good point about like the ROI on reducing your space or things like that. But what people really care about is bumping into their friend and having that 10 minute conversation and not feeling isolated and, and having that serendipity. So it's really cool that you're developing that.
1: Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it, it's a awesome, thing.
0: man. Thank you for coming by. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for the invitation.
0: All right, buddy. Take Talk care. Soon. So when your troubles are mountain in tax or accounting and friends with your host, Scotty Olm. Oh.